You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But, uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But, uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It is IDJ Impact. And we got Matt Michaels back. We got Sin City Steve. And once again, Rob Bostellari is with us. Yo. Yes. Welcome, everyone. If you're watching us live, as always, please throw your comments in the chat box of whatever platform you're using. We love to hear what you got to say. and We'll try to get it on as we see fit. But this past week, uh, you know, there were some wrestling shows, but everything was leading up to, uh, I guess, Crown Jewel, which, by the way, before I even get started, please tell me, Robin Sin City, you do remember that I said, although there won't be any changes in, in, in most of the belts, if there would ever be one, it would be with Logan Paul and Rey Mysterio. Did you remember me saying that last yes, week? you did. Thank you. Well, I mean, e- even a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> that was my line. It, so it, it didn't make it into the broadcast because I didn't hear it. Um, ooh. So. Well, oh, you wow. should have list- listened man. to it, man. And that, that would have got us up to 13 listens. All right. Uh, yeah, we said you were at a FSW event, so then you can complain about them when they get promoted to AEW. <laughs> oh man. Well, listen. Let's get right into the. Uh, let's get right into the show. FSW has fans. <laughs> AEW has uh, ten fans. I just zoom in on them and scramble the camera a few times and make it look fresh. Let's do it. Too sweet for the week. All right, Cincinnati, Steve, was there any too sweet for the week for you? Yeah, actually, uh, there were a few things. Um, Kicking off, I'm actually going to mention a show that we don't talk about very frequently on here at all, usually because it's not must-see. And, of course, talking about Rampage. Uh, Penta El Zero Miedo, El Hijo Del Vikingo, and Commander had a very solid triple threat match uh, to celebrate Dia de los Muertos. Uh, yeah, and again, that was on Rampage. Mm. Um, Penta ended up getting the win in about 13 minutes in a pretty crazy, chaotic lucha match that I really can't do justice, especially in the amount of time that we have allotted. Um, it was nonstop craziness. Uh, all three guys brought it. Again, unfortunately, it was on Rampage, so like 25 people watched it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it, yeah. The thing is, sometimes... It bears saying with the high risk move sets of Vikingo and Commander, botches are somewhat commonplace. Um, you know, not not nearly as uh, frequent as elsewhere. But um, he missed a spinning yeah. heel kick completely, and then jumped out of the ring. <laughs> I didn't say the match was fucking perfect. All right, 
Um, but again, only 25 people watched it, so it's not like it mattered anyway, right? That's right. Um, so elsewhere, <laughs> that was the are live the, crowd. Are the young bucks turning heel? I oh, I know, I know. The Bucks and Hangman Page actually lost their Ring of Honor World six-man tag titles to Brian mm. Cage in the Gates of Agony on Dynamite in wow. an eight-minute extended squash match. Now, I, I do I, I do applaud them for adding a dimension to the characters, this kind of stuff. But this, honestly, if you're going to have Brian Cage in the Gates of Agony on your Ring of Honor roster, at least... You know, have them hold gold in Ring of Honor. But yeah, they fucking ragdolled the shit out of the elite for sure. And yeah. uh, also, Swerve and AR Fox had a very good match that I'll talk about a little bit later on, too. Okay. Rob, for two minutes, man, what you got for your two sweet for the week? It all came from uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, there were <laughs> lots of spots in Crown Jewel. Uh, Sami Zayn doing the uh, the kickoff show. I found that kind of insulting since he was like the central guy in the last crown jewel where he got to introduce himself and speak in Arabic. And then he redeems himself almost hard upon by stealing <laughs> the money in the bank case and running into the crowd with it. It was so brilliant. And uh, Rollins response was perfect. Uh, the one thing that I liked the two sweep was the use of Kyrie Sane because she was screwed over. Uh, the last time she was wrestling, she got screwed over when she was tagged up at Asuka uh, mm. by uh, Bailey. So this is a really interesting mm. dynamic. We've got some great storytelling out of Crown Jewel. Um, the way in which Logan Paul won was great because he goes, oh, I love you, man. You know what you did. I, oh, man, you're my, you're a legend. That was so over the top dickish that he he created a character in that moment. To this point, he's just been the rich guy who's kind of meta involved in wrestling as I, he's like an ironic wrestler. But all of his spots and his moves were so fucking clean in that ring. He should not be this good in the ring and then follow up with being a charismatic heel. <laughs> I love this guy now. I love this guy. He's like a white Eddie Guerrero. He came in the dune buggy. Love it. Um, To your match there that had nothing to do with anything. It's a rampage match. It had nothing to do with anything. Oh, and we're supposed to be feuding with the hangman Adam Page, but we're just going to throw AR Fox in there because, you know. Are we going to? No, no, we just, just. All the other shows this week sucked. It was all about Crown Jewel. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's see. Matt Michaels, what's your take, man? Yeah, well, Rob always forgets about NXT because NXT is actually good. Um, no, it's not. Creed Brothers versus Garza and the other guy. Great match uh, <laughs> last week. Uh, Blair Davenport and Gigi Dolan the week before in the Lights Out match. Uh, uh, Dominic versus Nathan Frazier was was a, just a wonderful match. Um, Blair, uh, yeah, Blair Davenport was was phenomenal in that match with Gigi Dolan. Um, and then, of course, uh, yeah, LA Knight. Uh, really, really put on a show with Roman. Uh, mm -hmm. You know it's good when the guy, when the guy makes Roman look good. <laughs> That's it, that really is that says a lot, and he made him look really good. Uh, and speaking of making people look good, Cena made Solo look like a fucking star. It was, I mean, just unbelievable. Cena is selling this whole thing of 
how he just can't win and he's possibly retiring and it's going to lead to something, some, you know, there's going to be some big, you know, probably WrestleMania retirement match, I would assume. Mm. Uh, so pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, you know, I don't like Drew McIntyre usually in the ring, but Seth uh, made Drew look good. Uh, that was a solid as fuck match too. So, uh, and then you had that five woman match, which, you know, a lot of times those scrambles are just, you know, not, they're clunky. Uh, it was nice to see, uh, it was nice to see the fact that there was actual just beats to the match. It, it, it played out like a song. So mm-hmm. there's some great stuff coming out of, uh, American uh, Bam Bam's calling you out. Well, I know because he's because of the tribal chief, of course. Of yeah. course, I know. It's, you gotta, it's you so gotta respect. You gotta respect the tribal chief, man. Yeah, fuck the tribal chief. <laughs> oh god! All right. Agreed. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go right into our uh, where's the love. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with you, uh, Rob. Uh, You know, where's the love? So we were told that we were getting my hot, bendy, flexible wife, who was a ghost-type figure in Miro's mind. We all knew who he was talking about colloquially. And then she shows up, and then they don't use her. And they mention her, and we're told it's C.J. Perry. I don't mind if she doesn't do the, the hot accent, and I'll be a chauvinist pig. If she came dressed up in a slinky outfit, heels and then paraded new wrestlers around each week but she hasn't done that unless i'm not seeing am am i missing something here where has cj perry been with all of her talent that miro should be beating up on every week uh this was an amazing concept that was floated to us i liked it i wanted to see it i was emotionally invested in it they (laughs) took something from wwe they brought it over they executed it as well as they could in theory uh, without rehashing names, I even like the name Miro better than Rusev. I don't even. I think it sounds less racist. And we got nothing. We got nothing. And then, and then in WWE land, we still have Nikki Cross running around as a head now. I think that was a wax dummy. I don't know what the hell that was. And those other women. Let, let's be perfectly honest. Uh, the women in the Raw locker room are garbage. All of them, except for Rhea Ripley. For the most part, wow. they don't do anything. They they get squashed. And Even so in if the last four weeks, you've talked about the women as garbage and tramp whores uh, <laughs> who are all glammed up like fucking hookers. And they and they, yeah, and they keep proving me right. The only one that I'm excited about now. I'm not talking about SmackDown. I'm talking about Raw. SmackDown's a whole different. What they've got going on at SmackDown. Uh, they have layers of good storytelling in SmackDown with their women. With the with the Raw locker room, it's just you're cannon fodder. That's what you're. You're here to get your head kicked in by Rhea Ripley. That's it right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. I hear you. AEW doesn't even exist. We're not even going to talk about their women. Their women might as well be cardboard cutouts. Oh, my God. Matt Michaels, let me jump over to you. Where's the love? Uh, that's a great question for uh, Chase and Duke, uh, the, the NXT tag champs now. 
it was nice to see them uh, get this little uh, recognition for, you know, basically two years of um, just solid, uh, you know, taking a concept of a university and making it actually entertaining. Um, just, just great to see him get the tag, uh, titles, but, uh, Logan Paul, man, um, you know, not only, uh, first of all, he had a character from the beginning and that is, he's a dickish heel because that's what people think about him. They fucking hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feeds so well into it and you can do more things, uh, on top of that, like, you know, taunting a guy like Ray, which is perfect. But let's talk about that fucking fall away slam into a moonsault for the pin attempt, which was like, holy shit. Yeah. And he's been getting shit from people who hate him about how he almost hurt Ray. <laughs> and he literally fucking catches the man in his goddamn arm. <laughs> yeah. And he saved him from fucking fucking yeah. I said he's himself. way he's such a good in-ring performer. And you know one of the I think one of the reasons is he doesn't um he doesn't it he doesn't stop and think. He just goes with what's happening with his with his motion. Um, and, uh, Logan Paul and Dom should be a tag team. Yes, I think they should. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Dogan. <laughs> Dogan. Dogan. <laughs> oh God. That's good. That's good. Um, quick question for you, Michaels. Do you believe the chase you, uh, this this whole uh, setup that they have could work for um, a regular show, a w, uh, a Raw or a SmackDown. Like, do you see them? Like, how would you create a a, a Chase U section, or how would you get people to buy a Chase U shirt? Um, uh, no, no, you can't. You wouldn't be doing that unless you were literally giving out shirts. You know, um, right. I, what you could actually, in theory, do is sell a Chase U section, essentially, right? So anyone who bought that ticket will also get a shirt. And when you come in, then you put on the shirt, you sit in that section, that type of thing. Yeah. But no, it, it really is, um, to be honest. I mean, really there's something is. there. I'm just figuring out how do they do well, they? Well, that was like Drew Gulak. Would you, would you be able to sell a Drew Gulak shirt? Yeah, but Chase you can, U, you, you can, can give away sell, a Drew Gulak T-shirt. You can sell Chase U shirts, but Drew Gulak is, you know, it's it's totally different. Um, but the idea, though, of them being, say, if they did call them up for, they would be like uh, Alpha Academy, essentially. Sure. Yeah. That's that's really well, wasn't what it there is. with um, uh, years ago. Didn't they already have a college type thing years ago? With uh, who's the one Dolph Ziggler? That's how he came in to WWE. Oh, well, you're that, talking about the Spirit Squad, the Spirit yes, Squad. that was the Spirit Squad. That, that wasn't a college thing, that was a bunch of male cheerleaders. <laughs> right. it, it gave me it, it made me think of the Spirit Squad. That was my first thought when they, when they all had the green lettermans back then, and he was the only one to make it out of there. But 
I don't know. I just think it's going to be interesting, and, it's, and and especially when everyone throws up to you and you hear, you know, Chase, you hear you, everybody together. I, I mean, it's just like I know what you're talking about because from NXT, it looks great and sounds great. I just wonder how that would be interpreted in, in when they get to the bigger show. So I guess we'll see how it comes along. Let me go over to you right quick, though. Sin City, what was uh, your uh, Where's the Love? All right. So the main event of one of your shows in a week is Daniel Garcia versus Trent Beretta. Okay. So both of these guys are, if they were packaged properly and if they had an adequate type of a platform, I think that they could have a lot better standing. Uh, and instead of me coming on here and leading with the main event of Rampage this week was Daniel Garcia versus Trent Beretta. And then everybody like, uh, Trent <laughs> looks like a million bucks. He can work extremely well. Garcia is great in the ring and he's finally getting some marketability. Um, Doing the the sports entertainer, dancer thing, whatever. It has added a, a different layer to his, his overall presentation. Mm -hmm. um, AEW really consistently misses the boat with these guys and many others in the locker room. Okay. Um, Garcia ended up winning the match in about 14 minutes. Um, but after the match, he calls out MJF, whatever. The dude... Almost called himself a pro wrestler. Now, remember when that was a thing? When he was teeter-tottering between being a pro wrestler and, and a sports entertainer? I genuinely hope that the match on Wednesday is not just a squash match or there's not any kind of fuckery. Garcia does need some love. Where is the love for Daniel Garcia? Mm. And as for Trent Beretta, he needs something. The guy has had the same gimmick since AEW's inception over four years ago. Uh, since Impact heel. Wrestling. That works too. Turn him heel. Give him a fresh coat of paint. Something. Give him something to do. I'm I'm constantly wondering where is the love for both of these guys. Okay. All right. Let's get into uh, this week's WTF. Now, Michaels, I know you have a very, 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 very short list. Uh, so this is going to go by pretty quick, probably in about 20 seconds. But go ahead and knock it out for us. Okay. So uh, I, I, why the fuck did you put Mark Briscoe, Dustin, and, and Keith Lee together? Like, what was that fucking nightmare fucking I just I don't get it. I don't understand. And they're going, they're going against Kip Saban, who apparently this is like an ultimate feud between Briscoe and Saban or something. Makes no sense. But Kip Saban's with the workhorsemen, who again, who the fuck are these guys? And apparently, according to Shivani, they're one of the best tag teams in AEW. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that was just a, I don't know, fuck, whatever that was. Uh, and then, uh, Dynamite MJF and the Acclaim made no fucking sense. Um, and then the Acclaim get a 69 party, which is entertaining oh, enough, but MJF shows up in the video packet. What the fuck? Uh, 
But the biggest what the fuck, and DJ, I hate to, to burst your bubble here because I know that on December 1st, you're going to be the first in queue to get your tickets to Wembley Stadium. But why the fuck, when you can't sell tickets in the United States, are you having even the notion that you are going to just make it like, oh, this is so big, we're selling all these tickets. If they don't sell... They are in big fucking trouble because they are going to look like the biggest bunch of idiots. Period. I mean, it, it, it's just fucking. And that promo. I mean, Tony Khan needs to say the fuck off TV. I, he needs to fucking stay the. F Listen, Tony, rent out a goddamn fucking hotel room. And when the the shows are over, then your friends can come play with you. And and you might save your fucking company. Oh boy, yeah. Oh man. All right. How can the guy be a booker when he probably isn't read a book in his life? Okay, guys. Hey, we've got a big update coming in. Okay, so remember that thing that I said we sold eighty thousand tickets on. Legitimately sold eighty thousand tickets. Well, guess what? <laughs> we have no new news. We're going to do it again. That's right. We're going to do it again. Crikey. You can get your tickets in August. In December. There'll be nothing else going on from August to December. This is brilliant. We don't even know if we'll have a company by then. This is brilliant. That's right. This is great. Back to your empty arena. Oh, God. You know, you know hey, hey, Rob, uh, just out of curiosity... You know, I look at Tony Khan as one of those guys who uh, the reason he just is so awkward and everything is because daddy doesn't love him. Uh, if, you know, if Shad Khan uh, was Donald Trump, uh, you know, what Donald Trump My son Eric has got Trump. this wonderful thing. He calls it AEW. Uh, it, you know what? I don't even want to be a part of it. It looks terrible. It looks like it looks like the Alex Rodriguez of professional wrestling. This is terrible. This they should take it and put it out in the third third base. Nobody wants to watch this. This is this is absolutely garbage. This is a really garbage program. You know, I, I said the other day, never has there ever been anything so terrible before. But uh, if that's what he wants to do with his ten million dollars and he's got a lot of money, then we'll, we'll let him do this. We'll let him run it out of. We'll let it run it out of Nassau Coliseum. They're about to tear it down, but we'll let them do the show there. We'll put it out in Nassau Coliseum out in the island. Nobody's going to watch it anyway. It's okay. And we'll let them go with the Jew wrestler, the, the MJF. The, yeah, your, 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 your hero's a Jew wrestler. Good. See, if this was WWE, you're not going to have a Jew running the whole thing. This is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> not a good program. Not good production oh, values. Yeah. They've got three people in the front seats, and they keep spinning the camera around on those same three people. This is really bad. This is really bad. Low quality stuff. Low, Low quality, quality stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, and it is. Man. If yes. you go back two and a half years when that was like in its prime, like that first year and a half in, you're like, oh. <sighs> When, like, JR could call, like, 10 minutes of one match, one episode, and not have to be brought in for the last 15 minutes to, <laughs> like, mutter out three sentences. This was athleticism. <laughs> hey, was on New Japan Pro Wrestling doing dubs, and you knew it was dub overs because it was, like, six months after the show aired. They would dub it and then throw it on American networks, and he was plastered out of his mind, Jim Ross. 
Um, and he'd be like, oh, I'm freaking cancer. I don't know. He speaks some language. I don't even understand. But the, this is the what the fuck of the week. AEW keeps doing this. You do a story. And you tell us it's important. Okay. You had you had freaking Swerve Strickland break into a guy's house with Prince Nana. And the guy literally abandons his team mid-match. You already know that these are all part of the same fucking stable. So you abandon your team mid-match. Then he runs out there, gets his ass kicked. The whole match, I'm watching Nick Jackson wrestle his ass off. It was a three-versus-one match. Now, here's the thing. When he loses that match, the ref never at one point when that pin happened says, there's three people in the ring. Get out of the ring. He's letting them just do finish after finish after finish. Okay, fine. I knew something was up because Matt Jackson came out with the T-shirt on. You're only rocking the T-shirt when you got the beer belly going on. Okay, so that tells me you're either hurt, you're not in your top prime, you're not in your physical peak. So they're trying to go with the storyline that, oh, Kenny, you abandoned us for Jericho. Jericho is going to screw us. Okay, so none of you are taking this storyline seriously. And then you get to collision and they're not even doing it. They haven't gone against AR, uh, AR Fox. This has been going on nonstop for a year now where you start a story. It starts off good, and then you go into another direction, and you don't even utilize the people in the story. And as for WWE, um, the, the the Judgment Day aren't heels. They're literally like a corporate team. They're, they're as corporate as fuck. We're going to have to go into the back and conduct Judgment Day business. Now, the W9 forms have to be written in triplicates, goddammit. <laughs> and, and, and then you've got that idiot Sami Zayn who's got nothing better to do now going I'm going to defeat you with every fiber of my being what do they do he wants to cash in his contract there's nothing heelish about that that's how Seth Rollins became the champion he cashed in his money in the bank contract doesn't make him evil there's nothing that they have done to Judgment Day except be annoying they're annoying at worst they're not really heels they're just kind of more annoying they're an annoying goth band is what they are <laughs> Well, I yeah, got to tell you, I, 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 music in the background. I got to tell you, I like I like Judgment Day, man. So, uh, I you know I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. They're entertaining, but they're not heels, not really. I got you, um, Sin City. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, where do I fucking begin? Yeah. As as Rob mentioned at the top of the show, there was a lot of bad fucking wrestling this week. So. Anyway, so let me get this straight. You spend two years slowly building the elite, getting back together for them to only split, break up, or show signs of tension. Now, okay, I guess. Um, you know, after the Mogul Embassy beat the shit out of the elite, and after Jericho and Omega beat Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange in a nothing-doing match, Renee interviewed the former duo in the locker room of the elite. The Young Bucks talked shit to Jericho based on their past interactions and even to Kenny walking out on their stablemate. What the fuck? You're splitting the elite. Awesome. Um, you <laughs> know, speaking new of new internet show, splitting the elite. <laughs> splitting the elite. Dude, so fun well, fact. Cody's over in WWE, so that already happened. <laughs> fun fact. They haven't even done a being the elite in almost almost a month at this point. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. Usually they upload an episode every, every Monday and there hasn't been anything uploaded. So I don't know if there's more than meets the eye. We'll see what happens. But, you know, speaking of Omega and Jericho, yeah, I got to talk about this. 
evidently they're going to face the Don Callis family at full gear. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, the partners for Omega and Jericho, Kota Ibushi, because of course, and Paul fucking White. A mangled looking Paul White where one leg is bigger than the other. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. The guy didn't even look good whatsoever at the top of the ramp when he lumbered out there. I mean, <laughs> Father Time is undefeated, as we all know, and he just did not look good. As you mentioned, Rob, he looked mangled, and he looked like he hadn't slept in two years also. And I mean, he was just standing there. Dude looked contorted as shit. And also, these fucking announcements. I swear <laughs> to God. All in Wembley, August 25th. Okay, tickets go on sale next fucking month. Why did that have to be an announcement on a show? Why couldn't that have been announced on social media? You know, the TK announcements are having diminished returns every single fucking time. It's terrible. And yeah, the MJF and acclaimed alliance thing that they're doing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it whatsoever. The, the whole thing with Max Caster and MJF is just fucking weird. So is Max uh, Caster gay? Is that what we're saying? Is he gay for MJF? I'm not even trying to be facetious. I I I I don't know. I, I I think there's there's any number of things that you could say about that type of a, a relationship. It looks like but a gay '80s rom com at this point. It's, it's <laughs> this is like 16 Candles, but the fucking gay MJF version. 16 dreidels. Anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, just all around. To, to wrestling across the board this week, other than Crown Jewel, what the fuck? <laughs> good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All right. We all looking forward to uh, seeing something or awaiting something or excited about something. So um, let's, uh, let's find out what that is in the lookout. <laughs> All right, I will go with uh, you, Rob. What are you uh, looking forward to? You know, they did such a good job of Crown Jewel, but I will say this. I, I was watching and I went, wait, didn't we just have Crown Jewel like really, really recently? Are we just going to do Crown Jewel like every three weeks? So you just got to throw something in there. But there is a, it was a good show. Uh, yeah. Kyrie saying that was making me so help, uh, hopeful. The ring attire she had on looks really cool. Um, the way that she came in, the fact that she was a, a former tag partner of of uh, of uh, you know Io Shirai or Io Sky, I, I love that. It's going to make a rift within um, with uh, within that whole faction. I absolutely love it. Listen, uh, as long as she doesn't do that whole damn pirate theme, I'm perfect. But that was what she looked like. You know what she looked like? She looked like Oscar from Evangelion. She had on this really cool outfit. She looks serious. She didn't. She, she did. Didn't, yeah, she looked I mean, good. I don't know. What she, I'm just hoping she doesn't go back to the old. You know, they had to dress like that from where they were at. But I don't know if Monday she pops out. Oh, no. She comes out with a fucking, you know, pirate, you know, a little steering wheel from a oh, pirate ship. Guys, guys, guys. If Monday, if she pops out, that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, man, um, that's not your thing. That that's, a, that's a me thing. Okay. Um, Logan Paul. I like what I saw. I've been negative on him because I thought he was just kind of milking the whole internet thing. But I like what I saw. I, I think he really solidified himself. If he goes up with this momentum and he really goes as and stays on 
with the uh, uh, smarmy dick attitude and really brings it up to that next level where he's trying to put over the guy he just fucked over. That was so brilliant. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. And also, they keep dropping the name of Jade Cargill. I want to see her on the fucking main roster. If I see her on the gold brand, I will shoot Triple H in the face. Sorry, Matt Michaels. Put her on blue or red, maybe blue. I want to see her go I, against Bailey. I, Not Bailey. I, um, I want to see her I, go against uh, Bianca Belair badly now. I say NXT. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, let me go. <laughs> Put them on. You know <laughs> let me go over. Let me, you know what? Let me jump over you, Sin City. What are you looking out for, man? So, you know, it, I have to say this. At the top of Dynamite this week, they ran a highlight package, a fucking highlight package. You know, it's it's really easy for us to sit here and, you know, shit can the entire product, especially considering we just did. But I have to, if nothing else, I have to say, that is a step in the right direction. Show a highlight package of last week's shows, which really set the table for this week's shows. Um, just, I'm looking to see if they do that in the future or if this was just a one-off. I'm hoping well, that they, they can't do it this week because look at the last week, they wouldn't have any highlights for their package. Um, <laughs> nonetheless. If I'm agreeing um, with Matt Michaels, you know it's bad. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Obviously, I'm looking forward to full gear, which is in two weeks, yeah. but we also did get some challenges and some matches made for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom show on January 4th from the Tokyo Dome. We will be getting Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. We had Danielson, pirate Brian Danielson, with the bandage over his face, cutting the fiery promo. I'm all for it. Um we're also going to be getting Will Ospreay defending his IWGP US and UK titles. Yeah, they need to merge those titles, make them into one belt again, call it a day. But he's going to be defending against David Finley, who is the leader of Bullet Club, and John Moxley in a three-way match on January 4th. Sign me the fuck up for that shit. Um, and then lastly... You know, they did uh, They did make a match on Collision that I am looking forward to this week. I really wish that they would actually put some storyline behind this stuff. Samoa Joe defending the ROH TV title against Keith Lee. Big dude slapping man meat. But, you know, I really wish they'd make storylines, but AEW is going to AEW at this point. We all know that. I'm just looking forward to the match. Got you. And just right quick, uh, uh, Jamel, shout out to you first off for hanging out with us uh, tonight. SmackDown does have a full-time male champ now. Now, I, I, I put that up because we, on our three count, that's just, which is going to be after this show, we're going to actually talk about uh, Roman Reigns and what the plans are looking like <laughs> uh, from this point. Uh, so make sure you jump on to three count because, uh, yeah, they're loads at 39, but no, this is what they wanted. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss. Cause you know, maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a good thing. Who knows? We'll talk about it. Right. Um, so join us after this, uh, podcast to the next one and, uh, yeah, we'll have fun with it. All right. Matt Michaels, what are you looking out for? Well, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> oh, pal, you, you gave me a great idea. 
Logan Paul and his new partner, Dick Attitude. <laughs> oh, it's going to be phenomenal. Oh. Hunter, I, I got to call you. I got to call you, Hunter. Um, Would I, you know the jackhammer? <laughs> I, I am looking out for seeing what they're going to do with Lola Vice now that she is the breakout tournament winner. It uh, looks like they are uh, going to throw some focus on her. Uh, and uh, Lyra, Lyra Valkyria uh, being the NXT champion should be great. I definitely am looking for Carrie Sane and EO as you know a unit. Uh, that's going to be very uh, interesting. Um, and it Did is you just say Tyra be- Valkyria? Tyra Valk? No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ty- Tyra, Tyra Valkyrie? <laughs> Who is she? No shit. Is she st- yeah, is her husband on the show either? <laughs> he poses. That's what he does. <laughs> Johnny AEW. Is that what hey man, called? just collect collecting those paychecks from that contract. Johnny paycheck. Johnny paycheck. <laughs> just make sure you got the six pack abs, and that's all you need. <laughs> yep, like the Big Show, right? Um, <laughs> but, but you know what I, I I gotta say the one match on Dynamite next week that actually is going to be a good match is Jay White versus Mark Briscoe agreed oh, yeah. now it makes no fucking sense <laughs> that <those> two, <laughs> but again Tony Khan doesn't know how to book wrestling he knows how to put together matches and give people money so he could put those matches together. He he's really good at playing with figures. The matches are they're, they're decent matches. They just have no purpose. Right, exactly. That's what I would love to see what his G.I. Joe stories were like when he was a kid. <laughs> because I'm sure they were fucking great. Because he's so fucking out there. Um, he knows how to play with uh <laughs> He knows how to play with action figures, but he doesn't know how to interact with human beings. So I was a Donald Trump action figure for Halloween. So <laughs> I had a car, I had a plastic Barbie box and I did the Donald Trump thing in a Mattel Barbie box for Halloween. And I oh, did my whole set as Donald Trump in a box. And I said, first of all, I'm not a doll. I'm an action figure. The best action. <laughs> all right. We got to get to this last segment. So let's do it right now. All right, best in show for the week. Uh, let me go with you, Matt Michaels. Uh, well, I'd have to say, uh, it, it, listen, I think I would have gone with Crown Jewel if only they would have had a beheading match. Oh, Jesus. Holy shit. <laughs> he won tonight for the most offensive phrase ever. <laughs> You guys, if I if I was still in charge, <laughs> heads will roll in Saudi Arabia. No, he would have said, I want you to kiss my ass. <laughs> I'm going to chop it off. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it was it was without a doubt. Uh, like Steve said, it was rampage. <laughs> okay <laughs> let me go. You know what? Let me go over to you, Steve. What, what, what was what was the best of show this week? You know, it, when you're comparing 
some really bad shit with some other really bad shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wait, take wait, your wait. pick. It was it was AEW collision for me. Um, you know, the the AR Fox and Swerve Strickland match um was a good way to start the show. You did have Darby Allen and Lance Archer in a in a pretty good big guy, little guy match, which is all that Darby Allen knows how to have. But nonetheless, uh, I mean the guy's a you know, he's a fucking real life crash test dummy at this point. Um, but you also did a few promising things. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to next week, I guess. Um, yes. Crown Jewel, I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, and quite frankly, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if I would have seen the entire thing that I would have actually mentioned that over AEW programming this week. Wow, got you. Uh, Rob, I'm in, up. pal. The crown prince is going to give you a visit. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I will exclude crown jewel because it's really if we're not talking about that because it was a premium live event and it was a good one um crown jewel has surpassed being just the saudi show that they did as a as a gift to them to just squeeze some money they're making an, an actual thing and they're making the matches relevant there um not counting that collision had one thing going for it and it was as bad as we knew it was going to be the you know the 69 celebration when Dalton Castle came out and smashed the trophy, I mean, it was literally who could be the fruitier trios team, and I and I love their the that Dalton Castle's theme music is basically a knockoff like Radio Gaga from Queen. Everything about it is mega, mega, mega fruity. I was laughing the whole time when uh, Billy Gunn said, "How can I sixty nine the whole crowd?" I was like, <laughs> I was laughing, and that's what. You know what it is? If for nothing else, once in a while, the broken clock is right twice, and they understand that they're – because I was sitting there biting my nails that whole segment going, please don't fuck this up, because I thought that um, Max Caster was going to go heal or something with the trophy and smash somebody over the head. I'm like, they didn't fuck it up. They just kept it light. It was entertaining. Um, the When you mentioned the Darby Allen match, so Lance Archer is not the murder hawk anything because Darby Allen's my size. Yeah. You can't go back and 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 then to have Jake Roberts come out there. Right, Jesus. <laughs> he sounds so out, fucking bad. But they brought out the ki kingdom. The right. No. The oh, righteous. yeah. And the kingdom. Yeah. That's the problem. They're it's, all interchangeable at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The kingdom came out and they did stuff and stuff happened. The only thing that made collision entertaining was the 69 thing. Uh, and then, you know. That was it. They, they, all the and by the way, uh, WWE included, except for the uh, non XT, which I just don't feel like watching. Um, it was pretty much unwatchable, um, and I didn't get to watch Impact this week. It might have been good. I don't know. Okay. Well, with that, everyone, as always, thank you, and we appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. If you were part of the live crowd, so. Uh, Quite a few people we we saw. Shermaine always as usual. Uh, Jamel, thanks for hanging out. American Bam Bam, love to see when you're on. Uh, I think we had a, a, a Joe on as well. Yep, Joe. Thanks. We appreciate it. And you who are also on, you're also welcome to throw in comments as you see fit. We love to throw them on and have discussions, all right, around that. But that's the end of this podcast. 
but we're going to start recording our three count next. So if you're with us live, make sure you jump on that one. And if you're just downloading, thank you for listening and uh, pass the word around. All right. With that, we'll do it all over again next week. So happy wrestling to you all. Biggest bad boys of podcasting. <laughs>